Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. <laughs> no. Now we're recording. <laughs> oh, we are. <laughs> it's live. It's okay. I did this one other time with somebody. And all, all the way through? Out of I... halfway. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is take two with Greg Rojas. I just, um, he was r- literally right in the middle of a story and I cut him off because I realized I hadn't even hit record yet. So we're going to start over. <laughs> we were just talking about the weather and how freaking hot it is yeah, here was... in Petaluma. But I, I want to hear about this because you were talking about a, a pool that you just put, like a, what is it, a stock? A stock pump? tank. Okay, what is pool. that exactly? It's like... a galvanized metal tank and um, they use, usually use for uh, uh, livestock. To, so oh, to like get a, get a drink, drink of water. like yeah. horse trough. Yeah, kind of. Kinda, it's, there's there's elongated oval ones. And yeah, then there's round ones. So we got a round one, and it was a birthday present, and we made it into a swimming pool, and hooked up a filter to it. Yeah. So it has like a Doughboy above ground pool filter. Yeah. And then it has chlorine, and you know we have a screen for it, mesh screen, and we get you know get all the bugs out and shit. And, that is so cool. I yeah. feel like I I was thinking about how I wanted to pool in my backyard but i didn't want to do the whole in-ground yeah and it's cool and you know i have a six-year-old so she jumps right in and she's in it and i get in it and and it's not fucking cold oh it is cold yes (laughs) i was like wow it's not even cold (laughs) it takes me about 10 minutes to get in there you have to jump all in like yeah or just like hold your breath or something i did yesterday you know but you know the days because it was so hot you know 97 but you know, before that, uh, you know, it's definitely super cold. Well, and also it gets so cold at, well, not yesterday, but usually it gets really cold at night, right? So for right. a small pool, it's going to cool off pretty quickly. Yeah, and the metal and it's stuff, you know, it'll just... why um, people don't have pools here. <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, since everything's closed, we usually go to um, the gym up there. Um, oh, Synergy. Synergy. But, uh, you know, yeah, everything's it doesn't closed. look like that's going to be happening anytime soon. Well, that's interesting for a gym like that, right? Because it's not just the gym, but it's the pool. So, like, I wonder, I think gyms are pretty close to being able to open. I think so. Um, But I wonder if they will be able to open because of pool or maybe they have to close off the pool. Or I I don't know how you can possibly socially distance in a pool. No, yeah, I know. There's no way that you you can monitor. It's taking a leak in the pool. I mean, you know, baby Ruth, you know, it's kind (laughs) of... Clear it out, you know. Yeah, but uh, ooh, uh, you right. know, I, that's what I think about. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like gross, you know. But you know, and then you know, my wife tells me when you get smell the chlorine, it gets you know stronger. Yeah, that means that it's working harder because somebody oh really you know, peed in it. So it's uh, there was always this um, thing people used to. T- I grew up in Arizona, so we had pools in every backyard, oh, yeah. right? But I remember somebody saying. There was a certain kind of chlorine you could get so that if somebody peed, it would turn a color. So, sure. So you knew. But I never actually witnessed that happening. So it must have been like somebody just trying to scare me into not peeing in the pool. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I don't, <laughs> I've don't. i never seen you imagine. That, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you'd want to see it. Like, I feel like that's one of those things. It's like, if I don't know, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully the chlorine is going to kill oh, it all. All the damn dye packet I had in my yeah. trunks is <laughs> going off. You know, I don't 
I don't know what all this is. You know, oh, it's kind of. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, Greg, you now have, well, we're in COVID. Uh, yes. We're in shutdown. So, you're not actively working. But no. you are my favorite tattoo artist Thank here you. in Petaluma. And can I just tell you, even just the other day, I am all the time, all the time getting stopped on the street by people asking me who did this tattoo and who did this one. Ah. All the time. And of course, I tell them, in fact, I have extra cards in my purse because I'm like, oh, who's Greg? And here's now, actually, I have your old cards, so ah. I probably need new ones. Um, but even just this weekend or Monday, Sunday or Monday, I went to Brewster's with, mm-hmm. two, you know, when they opened for outdoor seating. And even the hostess who was seating us like stops and she's like, I have to know who did that tattoo. Is he local? And so I'm telling everybody oh, thank you. all the time about you. But now you have a new place. Yes. We will have soon. Tell yes, me about I'll it. Yes, I'll be working there. I'm not the owner, but um, my friend Nick has bought a whole building um, over on Petaluma Boulevard South, and it's across the street from Pinky's Pizza, and um, it, it's just done up really nice, and it's going to be really in a really nice shop. Wait, across the street, across Petaluma Boulevard, or across? yes, from Pinky's Pizza? Yeah, it's like Kitty Corner. That okay? You know, and it's a whole house, and you can't miss it. It's re- painted really funky. It's like a I saw a picture, you know, red and cream, and like this greenish color yeah you know but the inside of the shop is going to be amazing and there's huge workspaces and you know it's a whole house so it's uh it's going to be a really cool thing you know and and, that's so exciting you know uh, hopefully it'll be the last place that i ever work you know i'm pushing yeah 48 here you know since may 7th you're almost 48 well i am 48 you are yeah wow you look like a baby ah well you have a baby i shaved a little (laughs) i shaved during uh oh that's true your beard yeah it's it's not here and you know i during the whole thing, I, you know, weekend, I was like, I, you know, I think I'm going to shave. And, you know, and my. Did you shave it all off or just trimmed it? I shaved it all off. <gasps> really? Yeah. What did your wife do? No, did she, she was all it? for it. You know, yeah, shave your face. You know, I have this little chin and another one behind that. <laughs> 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 and another Don't one and all? another one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I shaved my daughters. I'll shave the beard because that's the thing. I didn't want to shave my beard and like. Scare her. Scare her. Because she's and, so little. You know, yeah. yeah, but it, it turned out okay. I'll show you pictures later. Oh, but, yeah. But now it's growing back. Yeah, I see so, um, And I was going to shave my head today. But, but uh, then you had to come to a podcast. Yes, I was just like, oh, well, you know, Darn I have some place to be. I got to <laughs> shave my head. But yeah, the, the shop is is um, is going to be killer. And, you know, and our families are my daughter's best friends with his daughter. Um. And, you know, my wife's really good friends with his wife. So it's like a, a we all have this like symbiotic you know, relationship where, you know, we're all, yeah. you know, and there's another friend, Khalil, who moved to town and, and you know, his 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 uh, uh, partner and um, Wendy and his son, Gus, you know, and I've, I've known Khalil since um, probably 2000, maybe 1999, oh, wow. maybe 2000, 2001. But uh, um, we've known each other forever. And we've always been like good friends. And then it just so happens that his kid's birthday is two days after my daughter's birthday, you know, and there's a lot of this, you know, and, and yeah. And, and Nick worked in the city um, a lot too for years. And I, I think I've met him once at art show, but never really got to know him until he moved up here. And then I, you know, I kind of reached out and, you know, worked at the same shop for a while and, uh, um, you know, became really, really good. We had, you know, we're just the Nick and Greg show, you know, that's yeah. what it is. You know, we just get along so well and bring that out of each other where we're just bouncing back and forth, you know, um, artistically and just, you know, um, in conversation. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be really, 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 you know, cool. Be thing. fun to like just fun. go to work every day. I mean, not that it wasn't fun before, but now you've got like y- your people, and yeah, and, like, totally. It's, it probably feels like coming home. Yeah, and I've had uh, a great time at any shop that I've worked yeah. at, and 
you know, this will, I think, be the 14th tattoo shop that I've worked Holy at. Holy crap. Um, over the course of 30 years. So, um, you know, it'll, it's kind of like, all right, this is it, you know, yeah. no, no more moving around. You yeah. Know, kinda... I know we get old and then we just want to kind of like hang close to home, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's it's... nothing wrong with that, I guess. And you know what? There's so, Petaluma is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, how long have you lived in Petaluma? Cause you were from LA and then you went to San Francisco, right? Yeah. I was or... from, I'm from LA and then I've been here for six years basically, okay. but, um, I grew up in LA. I was born in downtown and I was raised in East Los Angeles and then I apprenticed in West LA and then worked on Sunset Boulevard, maybe, God, 1992, mm-hmm. 93. And then, um, I moved up here with my uh, previous marriage and I have a son who's 24 as well. So, oh, I didn't um, know that. yeah, we moved to Guerneville and, um, Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know. I was like, <laughs> well, that's a culture shock. guy from East LA moves to Guerneville, Cal, you know, and it was just like a culture shock, but, yeah. It was cool. And, you know, I just always pursued what I, you know, my dream of tattooing. And, and then, uh, there was no shops in Santa Rosa. There was two shops. And so I started commuting from Guerneville to San Francisco oh, on Haight Street for six years. Yeah. Um, and I worked five days a week. So it was a long commute. It was like, said, so I always drive through Petaluma. And I remember where they put up that huge digital billboard of, you know, the auto plaza. And I was like, oh, this crazy digital billboard would tell you what time it was. And I would always say to myself, if I could just live in Petaluma, you know, I'd be fine with this. Yeah. You know, it's fine. But uh, eventually, you know, I uh, moved to San Francisco and lived there for quite a long time and then uh, met my wife. And then she happened to be from Petaluma. And, you know, I always loved Petaluma. Yeah. And then uh, moved up here, you know, got a house and you know, we're able to fortunate, you know, and grateful. And, um, we just been living there ever since, you know, yeah. a stone's throw from the studio. I, it's so funny. You're literally almost in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Right I, the I see you guys. I see you. Well, when school was in, I would see you walking Ferris to school every, every now and then, or maybe walking home from school. I'm guessing, I'm guessing she was going, is she going to the school up, up off of Bid- Valley Bidiga? Vista? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I realized as I'm saying that, I'm like, maybe we don't want to talk about where his daughter's <laughs> going to school. Okay. I have, I'm literally for days. I've been thinking like all the tattoo questions that I have now I can actually ask them. I'm going to preface this by saying I fully am prepared to walk out of this podcast feeling like an idiot for asking some of these questions. But uh, I, I never have a chance to ask you when you're tattooing on me because all I'm doing is trying to monitor my breathing while you're carving into my body so I can like Uh, not cry. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think you did pretty well with your shoulder and your forearm, but I remember the gecko being. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the gecko, which is weird because I would have, yeah, I would have thought that, um, Kudos to you for even remembering all the ones that you've done because you I tattoo so many. I remember everything. Really? About, yeah. You and tattoo I'll, so many people. I've, I've tattooed over probably um, over 10,000 people over the course of, um, I, I did the math. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've just, I've just tattooed a lot of people. Oh, and shit. a lot of people I remember. Some people I don't. And then they'll show me the tattoo and I'll, I'll remember everything about it. Yeah. You know, what we talked about or it's just a weird thing. Okay. So here's, we're going to talk about the gecko because okay. I'm having a serious like crisis of conscience about this stupid tattoo that I have. So I, it's a tramp stamp, <laughs> which <laughs> I can barely even say out loud. And I feel it was like, you know, the typical 1990s mistake that every girl who's never had a tattoo is like, Oh, I'm going to get a tattoo and I'm going to get it on my back. So it, whatever. Um, and so I got this gecko and then that was back in, 
I think that was like 98-ish that I got that tattoo. Sounds like, you know. Um, <laughs> based on how it looked. Yeah. No, well, no. So, just the, the, yeah. you know, people, the time, <laughs> the, the trend. Where people, the placement on the body, you know, changes yeah. all the time. Totally. You know, like with the years, you know, yeah. when you see that. So everyone's getting lower back tattoos mm-hmm. around that time. And now people are getting more stuff on the ribs or, you know, under under boob, you know. Yeah. or So that's the news. So when I'm 80 years old, I'll be, ah, you know. Okay, like here's and, the, I think you should do a public service announcement to every one of your new clients that come in, for example, and say, I want a tattoo under my boob. And you say, this is great. I'll do whatever you want. I just want you to know that in 15 years or 20 years, everybody's going to know what year it was when you got that tattoo. <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, if, if, if I feel that, I wouldn't be able to go home and go to sleep knowing that maybe I put a tattoo in a spot in the future would be not okay. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I just tell people, you know, you might want to get a lower and I explain why. Yeah. You know, just looking out for them because a lot of people see something in a magazine. You know, I, you know, I, I told somebody, you know, they're, it's going to blur over time, right? And yeah. they were just looked at me like, what? what? <laughs> you know, and I was just like, yeah, it's going to, you know. Yeah, your skin's going to Look grow. at my arm. Here, check this out. Look at that. See, that used to be a letter. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So I got the gecko, and then I did come to you. I don't know. It's probably been about a year or so, and I asked you to kind of clean it up a little bit, right? So we mm-hmm. did some white ink around it to kind of – because it was just lines. Sure. Um, here's my thing. It's like I don't – for this reason that we're speaking about, like, there's two reasons why I don't want that tattoo anymore. So I'm thinking about having it lasered off. So first of all, I'm going to have, I'm going to ask your thoughts about that, but here's the reason I'm, I want another and I'm very, um, I want it to be on my back Mm -hmm. somewhere. I have some ideas. We can, we can talk about that offline, but I feel like that stupid one on my lower back is just going to fuck up the whole thing. Sure. So there's that. Plus there's the thing of, it being a tramp stamp, but mostly it's that the one that I want to get on my back and I'm I just, I don't want to see the gecko at the same time. So yeah, or have a like, dark spot of something, you know, that the eye will be drawn to, you yeah. know, maybe a little it's just bit not very pretty. And, it's the thing is, it's like, you've done the other ones and, and all of the other ones that you've done, there was, for me, there's some meaning behind it. That one was just, you know, I was, I was that girl that was in sure. her twenties and was like, dad, yeah, just do it. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And so it was fine for a while, but now it's like, I want, I kind of, I'm more interested in art that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just fucks the whole thing up. So I've been like, should I just have it lasered off? People keep saying, well, no, like have him 
build it into something else. I know that's very common, but it doesn't solve the placement problem. Yeah. You know, if if it's that much of an issue for you, I would just get the fucking thing lasered off, you know, seriously. And then you don't have to deal with it. You can start with this fresh slate. So is that legit, the lasering, or does you still see it? Yeah. Yeah. It hurts, though. I've never had it done to myself, but, you know, um, I've heard it's... It feels like a rubber band snapping your skin over and over, and it feels a little bit worse than actually getting a tattoo. Yeah. Where tattooing is more of like a burning cessation <laughs> or a hot rake, <laughs> a hot rake or a rubber band snap. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still considering it, so maybe I'll reach out to you. If you, do you have places that you recommend for lasering? Um. Uh. Yeah, I could probably pull out something. Okay. Uh, this whole tattoo world is so fascinating to me. I so here's my next question. I um I, I'm I'll relate this to the hair thing. I I'm not like I'm not the person who is like if I get a bad haircut I cry for days like mm. whatever it's gonna grow back I don't really care. So I'm the type of person who will go into somebody who cuts hair and I'll be like you know what do what you do what you want and sure. they love that because there's artistry behind it and they get to be creative. And I imagine because you're an artist, mm-hmm. you're not just you're not just tattooing. You are actually creating art. Um, I imagine if somebody walked into you and said, "Hey, just do whatever you want," you must be over the moon by that. Well, kind of. Uh, you know, it's half and half. You know, somebody walks in and say, "Do whatever you want," you know, and I'm all like, "Well, you know, you have to give me some kind of something, yeah, you know, to go with, you know, I somewhere to start, and then yeah. I'll take it from there." Yeah. You know, because if you want what I just want to do, you're going to end up with like some weird shit that doesn't make sense. And there's a butt with a trumpet and all this shit coming out of it. And that's what I do. I do a lot of weird art, you know, but, um, you know, you know, if they just give me, I want a skull and a spider web or, and you know, okay, I'll take it from there. Just give me a couple ideas. If you come in and just say, just freestyle or, you know, whatever, free handed, you know, then, um, yeah, that's just, it just gives me a mental block of, you know. You oh, you're going to do that? You know, do whatever you want. Okay, I'll, I'll do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Draw whatever you want. And then, you know, I have a drawing. This is what I drew. Oh, well, yeah. can we change this? It's like, oh, well, just you just ask me what it, you do, know. Do whatever you want. So I remember, this was funny. I was just having this conversation uh, with my friend the other day when I was telling her that you were coming on the podcast. And I was um, I was like, oh, you should call Greg. And she had this, I think, kind of idea. And she goes, He's so good, but his style, and I think she's looking at things that you've done. Like, that's not my style. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not my style either. Like, the typical tattoo, the one that you do the most of, is absolutely nothing like anything that you've done on me. But what I love is that I've given you something to start with, and you've been able to tweak it and make it even better. But it's it's more like I'm the person who comes in and is like, no, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You've even with this one here on my forearm, you yeah, kind I, of like tweaked it a little bit. And you're like, oh, hey, what if we do this and what if we do that? But generally, it was a style that I'm interested in. So I told her, I said, look, I said, I looked at one of his books the first time I went in and I saw a tattoo that he did. Generally, the I, the style was not mine, but I saw that he was so good with some really fine lines in there. And that's what I was looking for, something. Right. So I could tell that your technique would work for me it wasn't necessarily like your artist or your style but and so that's what i keep trying to tell people it's like just because he's done a a host of things that you wouldn't necessarily have that style it doesn't mean he can't do yeah something different and you know i do everything but i try to i think i've talked to you about this before i try to 
you know, on Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. post, you know, more stuff that, you know, bolder lines and, you know, heavier yeah. shading and maybe more traditional stuff or Japanese stuff to try to attract more of that yeah. um, to do because I have, enjoy it, you know, but um, I do everything. And it's not to say I don't enjoy doing really tweaky fine line stuff or yeah. I could do, you know, pretty much everything. You know, I try to steer away from <laughs> portraits, though. I don't fuck around with that too oh, much. Oh, with like, that's you know, an, it's, it's a big thing easy. right now. People are doing portraits yeah, with all the shading the, and like. That's just kind of, um, you know, uh, out of my wheelhouse. And I've, I've done portraits. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's I, maybe I should rephrase. It's too stressful for me yeah. to tattoo that on somebody to make it look exactly like, like the picture somebody, that they brought in, you yeah. know, it's, just, it's, I, I, I don't, I, I don't need that stress in my life. You totally. Know? <laughs> and that's legitimate. That's a legitimate reason for sure. Last time I did a Bob Dylan portrait and it'll be Bob Marley. Oh, and what do we do there? <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's so funny. I've, I, I don't know. It's great. I like, I love the work that you do. I, and actually Thanks. you, um, I, it sounds very strange, but when I'm on the table and you're tattooing is one of the few moments that I feel very meditative in my life. Meditation for me is not something that I'm good at, but I think it's because um, it was when you were doing the one on my ribs where I remember yeah. you telling me this is going to hurt like fuck. And so I came in, I had my headphones, I had a like playlist all picked out and I knew I was just going to like Dig into my playlist and about this is gonna hurt like fuck playlist. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know, I know. Uh, and so I remember being about literally probably five minutes into it and being like, oh my God. Like even the playlist is not helping. And yeah. so I thought, this is what I started to do. This is the PSA for anybody out there who's never done a tattoo. Every time that you put the needle to the skin, I breathed out and every time you pulled yes. the needle off i breathed in right and you were so methodical like it it became a rhythm well yeah um, because i was yeah going with your breathing and so, stuff and so the two of us i think were working really well together and in actually it wasn't in the end it wasn't as bad like as the one on the lower back even or even on the shoulder the shoulder was worse because i felt like i was like oh and then i thought wow I've never been able to meditate in my life, but here I am getting tattooed. Kind of forced to do it. <laughs> what else are you going to do? You're laying there and you're just like, okay, I can't move. All I can do is breathe. So let's focus on but that. The, and also the headphones helped because there there are other people in the space, right? And other people having conversations. And sure. I, I tend to be very nosy and listen to people. And, well, I'm a professional and eavesdropper. Sometimes. <laughs> There are funny things being said. Yeah. And like, if you start giggling right. while somebody's got a needle to your skin, it doesn't work very well. So the headphones help to me just like tune out everything. Sure, but, sure. But I often wondered if when I walk into your space and I'm like, hey, Greg, I want you to do another one. You're like in the back, you're like, pretend you roll your eyes and you're like, oh shit, she's going to come with something that I don't even get to be creative because... She's literally like, do this exactly like this. <laughs> no, no way. I, I love tattooing, you know, and I love the process of it and the art of it. And, and you know, um, tattooing has uh, made me learn so much about art in general just from people bringing stuff in. I mean, you know, how else would I know of, of this random tribe in Africa unless somebody brought in this artwork and said, hey, this is from some random tribe in Africa that I want tattooed on me. It's like, oh, so then I do a little research on it and I learn all about this really cool stuff all just yeah. from people bringing stuff in. And that's like cool, the coolest thing about it 
for me. Oh, you know, it's yeah. not like I'm looking at it and God, this sucks. What the fuck is this? It comes yeah. from somewhere and I research it and it's always awesome, you know? So I, I get in the flow of it and I'm creating something and, you know, I'm tattooing it on somebody forever and I better be into it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 that's a good you know, way. Yeah, and, that's... you know, and tattooing has been like a, you know, uh, unintentional uh, learning, you know, as yeah. far as art and what people bring in their stories and stuff. And, you know, I take that and, you know, I put it in the tattoo and I think that's what's so cool about yeah. it. And that's why I've been doing it for 30 years because, you know, it's just awesome. You what, know, it's not. What's the, t- can you tell me like it, in all of the 30 years, is there sure. one tattoo that stands out for you that is like, this is the most freaking amazing thing I've ever done? Um, I have a, a really good uh, friend and client, Ed Garvey, he just recently moved, unfortunately, but um, working on a bodysuit on him. So he came, um, I he came to me, but I, you know, I knew his wife from back in the day. He says my husband wants to get a bodysuit, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Wait, what's and a bodysuit? Like a body, all like, the way, all of from it, from neck to, to ankles to wrists. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, we started with a back piece. He had one tattoo, and we started with a back piece that goes from his neck to um, the backs of his knees. And I was all up in his butt, butt crack, if you're curious. And, yeah. you know, and, and then we, we did that. And then we did, um, each sleeve. Okay. Wait, let's step back to the butt crack. Okay. The reason you have to go into the butt crack is why? Uh, just for fun. I but guess. nobody's going to see it. <laughs> just kidding. Well, it, you know, if, as, as far as the arc goes, I mean, you know, if you're standing up, you know, then it's going to have to fold in a certain way right. for it to look proper oh okay got it you know you just can't go around the butt crack because then it'll just be this like weird. yeah you just got this blank space yes you know it's like you know it's like a yeah got it it doesn't make sense but you know so then you you know get really intimate you know um and get to know these uh, i got to know him really well and then we started on his sides and then the last thing we did was um his legs and he was like hey just line out both my legs and we'll just hit either one Mm-hmm. You know, as we go, and I was okay, so I lined him out, and then uh, we got pretty much as far as the shading, and then um, he had to move, you know, because of this whole thing, and um, he got laid off, and they were yeah. living in Oakland, and you know, now they're in South Carolina. So, oh, wait, so how's it going to get finished? Um, I will probably go out there at some point, or he will come here. Yeah. Because I was going to say, after all that work, you can't let somebody else pick it up where you left off. I, yeah, I for think. sure. No, no. Nobody else will finish it. You know, but, um, you know, it just, you know, it's cool. You know, yeah. I, you know, it's just one of those things. Oh, I ha-, you know, and that he was so nervous about telling me, oh, I got to move. Aww. You know, and I was like, dude, you know, it's all good, man. We'll yeah. finish it down the line, you we'll know. Fix I mean, it. I started working on him in, I think, 2007. So it's taken forever. It took two years to do his back, yeah. you know, and then um, he's been with me through the course of, five or six different shops yeah you know, so and so oh that's so great to yeah, have a client great. like that he's awesome oh, Same i love ed. it hi ed <laughs> oh ed ed what ed garvey garvey we're gonna give a shout out to ed garvey he'd really dig that oh uh, so you opening up or sorry the name of your partner nick roden nick yeah nick's opening up i'm just um when is he going to be able to open up? Like, like, when's he going to be able to op- open up after so, this COVID thing? I guess he was going to do the inspections today with the fire department to make sure that everything's okay with just, you know, disabled and, you know, might have to put a ramp in. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but he's already passed one inspection, has the fire department inspection. And then um, the health department, he's first on the list to get oh, good. inspected. So once he does that, then 
once we feel comfortable, we're going to have to figure out, you know, what protocol is going to happen where, mm-hmm. you know, either he works one day and I work one day, you know, or it's like a split shift or, yeah. you know, because it's not going to go back to normal, you know, for a long time, maybe until a vaccine comes around. So, yeah, it's so hard. Like I'm, all the business owners are stressed. I mean, everybody's stressed. I get it. But, you know, like as a business owner myself, it's like every day it feels like there's another, um, I, so for example, I feel like we were able to open last Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something came up and they're like, oh no, you can't open yet. Um, and now I'm thinking hopefully next Monday, right? And there's something, it's just, it's like, it's maddening. It was actually easier when we were just shut and I didn't see an end in sight to that, even sure. though there's a stress that comes with that too, right? Yeah, and now I'm like, like some kind of anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh, we got it. And now my wheel, I'm like revving the engine and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm like so ready. And like they're, I, they just snap their fingers and they're like, okay, you can open today. And it's like, great. But when right. is that going to be? So it does feel kind of stressful um, as a business owner. But at the same time, you want to do what's right. Absolutely. For the, you know. for you and for the client, like sure. there's nothing I would rather do than to be safe. So if, if that meant us closing for longer, yeah. but for you, for example, let's just say you guys open up mm-hmm. and you're doing a piece that's a four or six hours sitting sure. say, and you're wearing a mask that whole time. Oh, that's I'm not gonna, looking forward to it. It's going to be hard, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an adjustment. Sure. Um, it's I, not that I you wouldn't have do, a big but... face shield that I could put oh. on too. Maybe that, that's better. Because I work with metal, but mm-hmm. it was like something that I had bought that I never used. Right. That was just in my workshop. Yep. And, you know, it's a huge face shield. So uh-huh. I don't know if I'd use that, but then who would, you know, who would hear me tell stories and bullshit? I with know. I mean, that's kind fuck? of the fun part. It takes all the, <laughs> it, that's the- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The whole reason, you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, you know, you're trapped. I'm going to just bullshit Maybe at you for Maybe you could put hours. one of those old time. You remember those like Freddy Krueger masks that have the hole right where they're like, so you the, can the hear hockey the hockey mask. Or <laughs> it's it's mask. kind of like a Jason mask. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's just. We kind of have to make light about it a little bit. Like it's nothing's going to be the same anymore. Right. And we have to just figure out we don't. That's the thing that I keep trying to tell people and myself. Stop sitting here and trying to figure out every single detail moving forward. Because until you get into the situation, until I open the doors here and people start walking in, like right. I feel like I have thought of everything. But there's going to be real life where real humans walk into the building and there are human nature like habits that people have and ways that people exist in the world. Mm -hmm. And so all of the things that I think they're going to touch right now that I'm 
covering or I'm making, you know, maybe there's going to be something else. I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't think about that. You know, so I'm trying to give myself a little bit of a break and be like, okay, you can't solve all the problems until the day you open the door and you see the habits of people and you see, you know, what their tendencies are or whatever Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. you can. And that's the thing with, you know, I mean, with tattooing, we've been doing that all along Mm -hmm. and we've always had our bloodborne pathogens and, you know, we have a certain protocol that we do Mm -hmm. when we set up a station or, you know, deal with, you know, a spill or anything like that. We know how to deal with that. The only thing different that's going to happen with tattooing is the mask. Yeah. You know, because we've already been doing all this all along. That's a good point. You know, so we're, you know, uh, you know, and that's the thing, you know, I, I don't want to wear a mask, but I will. Yeah. You know, when we're able to get back and when my gut feeling Feels says like it's, it's okay, right because if they say, oh, you could tattoo tomorrow. I know there's tons of people that have been hitting me up during this whole thing. And it's like, no, uh, I'm not ready, you know, yeah. and, and who knows if I'll be ready or not. But, you know, I still have a whole month of, of plus of, uh, clients that I was going to tattoo before this whole shutdown. And, mm-hmm. and I had rescheduled them, like I was telling you earlier. And then the day came in April and it's like, well, I have to reschedule again, but I'm not, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. You know, so I have a lot of in progress pieces. I have somebody in particular that's moving on July 1st mm. and that's like the last sitting and she's moving to Florida. And, you know, that's been kind of like a, a thing that I think about. Yeah. And I was like, geez, you know, what's going to happen? You know, I'm not, you know, uh, if I'm not allowed to tattoo, I mean, you know, I'm not going to break that and yeah. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm uncomfortable and putting the client at risk too, right. you know, cause that's not. Well, not yeah, a, exactly. I mean, you have a family, you're, you know, there, it, we always talk, we, everybody's been talking about this, right? It's right, like your, it's your thing. number of people and then their number of people and their number of like, so earlier before we were on air, we were just discussing, you just informed me about sure. how. Here in Sonoma County, we just had a spike in cases in the last two weeks. Over 200 in the last two weeks. Which I didn't realize until you told me that. And and I had been saying earlier, like, I, you know, I just, part of me feels like we're all going to go back to work and we're super stoked because the governor or the, you know, the county says, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's going to be a big wave, whether it's because we were doing more testing or there's a legitimately new more people. It's still, it's awareness that there's more sicknesses. And I feel like... People are so anxious right now to get yeah. back to normal, which put a pin in that because I don't think that's even going to happen, but that they're willing, they're getting to a point where it's a little scary about how much they're willing to sacrifice just to get back into real life. Yeah, and I it's don't like, understand. It's not worth it because it's it's going to be, too, you know, 10 steps forward and 15 steps backwards. And I don't um, know why I just didn't say two steps and one step, but or one step and two steps, but uh, two, two whatever. Step. <laughs> <laughs> Texas two step. Um <laughs> You know, I, I enjoy staying home. Yeah. I have always always have before this happened. Um, I'm kind of like a hermit, even though, yeah. you know, I might seem outgoing when I'm tattooing people. You know, I, yeah. you know, go home and I sink into my artwork and, um, you know, I like my alone time and, um, you know, I'm kind of reclusive in a way. And um, lately it's been awesome because my wife has been fortunately able to work from home and I've been homeschooling my daughter, which is uh, it's kind of has. Yeah. Its, I'm not a teacher, you know, yeah. I, and, and I'm very patient, but you know, it's it's uh, it's hard. It is hard, and to stop her from jumping on her mom, and you know, well, she's mm-hmm. on a business call, and and but you know, I uh, you know, but I, otherwise, I'm really enjoying just staying yeah. home and not doing it. I have unemployment right now for the first time ever. Yeah, as a tattoo artist, no insurance, no nothing right. ever, no nothing. You know, we've been so under the radar, but you know, the PUA thing, you know, it's been cool because you know, I've just been. Stalking it away, yep. you know, it's fine. Totally. I'm not, 
you know, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, I've been baking, I have a sourdough bread. I have two sourdough okay. starters. Can we talk about this? <laughs> I'm noticing, like, I've been trying to like get off of the social media a little bit because it's driving me bonkers, but I am seeing like everybody's talking about sourdough starters. What's, right. what the fuck is happening here? I think it's because, um, you don't have to use yeast. And I why was, all of a sudden is everybody into bread? Because nobody has anything else to do. Is that what it is? Fucking like watch, puzzles. Watch, watch this dough ferment in a, <laughs> you know, I have two two doughs. I have uh, uh, one named Bodie because you have to name Wait, it. Really? Yeah, you have to name it. And oh, then shit. and then I have another one named Gerlock. It's just the name of. Uh, I kind of like Bodie. Yeah, and uh, so Bodie is a starter that I got, and it was supposed supposedly from eighteen ten. And a friend of mine just sent me a link to get some that was actually from the Black Plague period. But I don't think it matters because it's all just the same thing. It'll soak in. Oh, I feel like I, there's like we're digging into something that like. Delving deep. I don't even know any of what you're just talking about. Like it feels like you just literally said something to me in Chinese. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? So you have this dough, you have this starter, and then it has like this, I guess it's fermenting or it's bubbling, but you have to feed it twice a day. With what? With flour and water. So you kind of have the starter and then you do X amount, 100 grams of flour, 100 grams of water, mix it up and you let it sit there and it starts getting bubbly and it grows and then you scoop more off and then leave what you had and then feed it again. So it's always feeding and then it starts smelling really sour. I don't, you know, come on. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know like, if I I'm going to do this after the, this my whole quarantine. face <laughs> or something. I don't understand. Like I had no idea that this was what sourdough bread was about. Yeah. It's the letting the dough go sour. So is this why sourdough bread is such a big deal? And like when you're talking about like San Francisco sourdough bread company, like all my life I've been like, okay, big fucking deal. It's like yeah, sourdough and bread. you hear about like in San Francisco during the Great Earthquake, you know, um, the, the whole city was on fire and they went into the bakery. <laughs> Saved the this. Bakery. Save the mother dough. You know, we Wait, have to get the mother dough. Wait, is this the same thing as like having like uh, – isn't kombucha something similar? It's like they have like a, a mother or thing. Scoby. Oh my god! I feel like there's a whole thing of research I have to do right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't I don't make kombucha. It's like a but it's I think it's I believe it would be like the same process. I'm not yeah. sure, but as keeping your scoby alive and keeping your sourdough oh my god, alive, this is so the weird. bread has been really good. You know, I kind of really? nailed it, and um, I've had a few fails, but um, you know, it's been good. And you know, I mean. You know, you go to the store, there's no bread, there's no yeah. you know, yeast, there's no flour, uh, there's this, no toilet paper. I just put two and two together. This is why everybody on fucking Facebook is like, I can't find yeast anywhere. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Because I guess um, everyone's like, okay, A, we need toilet paper because we got to take a dump. <laughs> yeah, but also <laughs> we B, don't we need, need <laughs> like a whole storage unit full of store- well, toilet paper. Uh, it's beyond me. And then, you know, B, there's no yeast, so we have to... Make sourdough bread, I guess. I don't know. Oh. I actually have sourdough pizza crust in the fridge right now. So when Waiting. I go home. You're going to make a sourdough pizza? I'm in my, on my Weber with those pizza stone. We're going to oh heat it up to God. 500 degrees. You're the best. Cornmeal, throw the pizza in and let it cook. So we're going to make four little eight-inch pizzas. And we'll see how it turns out. I'm not sure. You are in heaven right now, aren't yeah, you? Oh yeah, I'm like, stoked. Just... I, I've been smoking you know, a lot of meat and making beef jerky and bread and, oh you know, it's here, eat this. <laughs> you know, it's kind of... I will say I have cooked more. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not, I like the idea of cooking 
Um, but I'm also the person who wants to, I want that to be an experience. So I have two children as well. And sometimes you just have to get whatever you can make fastest sure. in a, on a plate so that they can stop saying I'm hungry and what's for dinner, which is usually what my life is. I'm here and then I go home and I make the fastest thing I can. I have dove into like, you know, having a glass of wine and, and making a recipe and that type of yeah, thing. And so cool. that has been really great. I'll tell you the one thing that I did. I did this actually at the beginning of the shutdown. Um, and I ordered a Lego set. Oh, wow. It was 4,000 pieces. It's the um, Manchester United Soccer Stadium. Good Lord. It took me, I think it took me the first six weeks to put together. I had done one before that took me two years. But in fairness, I went through a divorce and a couple of moves in that time. And so it took a little bit longer. But Take my Legos. <laughs> yeah, don't take, yeah, take the Legos. He took everything except one couch and my Legos. Oh, man. <laughs> so, 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 um, so I did do that. But I, um, the other thing I've gotten into is I because we live where we do, it's very easy to walk out Bodega mm-hmm. and do the backside up to like Helen Putnam area. And oh, I yeah. can, so that's a five-mile loop from my house up to – the well now I can, you know now you can kind of go up the hill a little bit but in any case I was doing that almost every day listening to books and and podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. and I that's kind of what kept me from slashing tires around town and and wanting to like like blow my brains out oh and man like it must I was be. <laughs> I was I'm an extrovert I am an extra extrovert so I want to be around all the people all the time right and I want to be on stage and I want to be like make me laugh like all of the things so kind of getting closed in i i felt like i was i know this is an exaggeration and i know there are people who are literally dying from this but that's how i felt some days i felt like i couldn't even breathe so being able to like get outside and do that was was really really nice and actually what it has done is it's allowed me to maybe take the extra out of the extrovert a little bit and now i i actually am starting to feel comfortable with a little bit Some of kind quiet. of balance there. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. I needed it. And all the parks were closed and, you know, I can't take my daughter to go, you know, play structure. Or, so we started walking to the cemetery and we go to the, the cemetery, cemetery? old ass cemetery on Magnolia oh, yeah. and uh, what Keokuk, mm-hmm. which is like T bones into it. And there's so many cool graves and she's so into it. So we've gone a couple of times and I give her an old iPhone that I have. Yeah. I recharge it and say, okay, take pictures. Take so she pictures. Goes take pictures. <gasps> Last time we went um, there, she said, I want to go ghost hunting. So I get put on the memo recorder. I'm all, you know, we're sitting there at the cemetery. Are you here with us? Oh, do you I like it, it here? What's your name? She's all, do you like chocolate cake? Oh. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, totally. We go home and review it, you know, and I was like, oh, what's that noise? You're you know, the like, best dad ever. You, know, you might get fun, the award. You know? And by the way, I just have to say, because people can't see what's happening right now. You let her paint your phone, your fingernails. Yes. And she chose, did you choose that color or did no. she choose it? Um, it was, uh, this one's blue. And gold sparkles, and this one's green and gold sparkles. <laughs> and look at how nice it. They I mean, look it's like so you know, good. I mean, I never had. I've had my nails done. Yeah, I think once I went to the to the um, nail salon or whatever, but had my toes toes clipped. It's yeah. weird, but um, you know, yeah, she did a great job. And you know, I mean, we did. We did, I'm her best friend. You know, it's like You're you know, we're cute. buddies. So that's what we do. And you know, spending a lot of time with her, and you know, it's, yeah. it's awesome. And oh, that's so you good. know, and, and you know, it all has its ups and downs. But in the end, and you know, it's it's you know. I'm having a great time. I One mean, thing I hope is that, um, how old is she? How old is she? She's six. She's six. So she, she, she may remember. Um, I have memories back to five, I think. 
I hope as many children as possible, while right now they may feel frustrated because they're not seeing their friends or whatever, yeah, but it's hard. there are family moments that are happening that you and I, for example, I don't know about you, but I'll speak for me. I think back to when I was a kid, before my parents were divorced, before I knew like what real life was, and when we were sitting around the table and we were having conversations and we were doing family things. And even now at my age, I look back and I really miss those moments. Mm-hmm. I hope that our children will grow to a certain at some point, look back and be like, hey, there was a period of time where we were like stuck with each other. Yeah. And it was cool. And like, maybe want to do that with their kids or something to a certain degree. Yeah. If that, you know, I'm sure she'll remember it. And she has a great memory. And, you know, also we have this iMovie thing on the phone where we've been making these like mock movie trailers. And so I put all these like different things in there and, you know, take photos and video and then we put it all together. It's actually pretty hilarious you know, to see what comes up, but just to keep it busy when, you know, cause homeschooling is, you know, it's, it is it's, no joke. It's no joke. And she's in kindergarten. So <sighs> yeah, my know, son is in kindergarten as well. So you have to like micromanage that uh, for like, you can't just be like, okay, do this and then co- go away and no. then come back 10 minutes later. <laughs> you, you're there. Yeah. You know, and you're okay. We're, you know, trying to get her, you know, to learn more of her letters and sight words. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, if she decides that she doesn't want to do it, then, you know, um, then it just, no, you do it. No, I won't. No, you know, then it just goes yeah. back and then it, it'll escalate till I'm like, I need to go outside. And, you know, you just, yeah. you know. I have, I don't know that this has been the right thing, but it has been the right thing for me. And this, and this is a change for me because generally all of my life, I have been the person who's always trying to make sure everybody's getting everything that they need and putting me behind. That has been a little bit different this time. I have, I I admittedly have had these huge, huge like emotional upswings and downswings between the business and and the kids and all the things, um, which I think is common right now. Um, I the thing that I end up sacrificing to save something, the thing that I save is me, which is not typical for me. The thing I sacrifice is the schoolwork. My daughter's 14. She's She can do her Zoom calls and all her schoolwork on her own. He has to be managed. And there have been many days in which I was like, you're five. Right. Like, you're, you are not going to grow up to be any less than what you normally would be if we skip out on these, like, he goes to Montessori as well. So it's like, what is, you know, like, how do you pour water into a vase? <laughs> and like oh. all of those things. Um, but it's shocking the number of apps and the number of like or the like, platforms that we have to go on to do these school projects and stuff for this kindergartner who's in in <clears throat> Montessori. And I'm like, sorry, we're not doing it. Yeah, we we're just a, not going to do it. We have a whole bunch of them, you know, seesaw or, yeah. or Starfall or Homer or Go Noodle, yeah. you know, where they do the dance and, and you know it's, it's so many different things. But her kindergarten teacher, Miss Newfeld at Valley Vista, is amazing, and we do Zoom meetings. We're doing them every day. But now we're just doing them on Thursday is her group. And then we do an all free for all on Friday. Okay. Because it was just like this, you know, crazy Brady Bunch thing where all these kids are just like talking in these squares. (laughs) But, uh, um, you know, but, you know, kudos to her. And I know that's, uh, uh, you know, she misses those kids. And, you know, each because she's so into it and she's such a dedicated teacher that, you know, each class that goes through, this is the one class that wasn't done to completion, you know, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of pulled away and, you know, and you still want to have that kind of, okay, we're, she still wants to see them. And, and, you know, that's awesome, you know? So, uh, but, you know, she, she told us, she goes, we have tons of work and she's all, if, you know, she, it's better not to just struggle and have a fight over it, just walk away and, 
And, you know, and that's what we do. I mean, six months of schoolwork being missed, it's not going to change the trajectory of their life. I don't think. I personally don't think. 20 years from now, it's going to be that. The COVID yes. pandemic hits of kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be quarant- quarantennials or something. Quarantennials, yeah. I know they already had a name of the day one, you know, day one quarantennials. Are- <laughs> My daughter, who is, I just want to share this really quick because I do, I talk about her sometimes on the podcast and I'm always talking, she's a teenager now and she just rolls her eyes and doesn't sure. give a shit about anything um, to do with grown up stuff. Um, but so throughout this whole time, she's graduating eighth grade and she goes to a private school and she's getting ready to start high school. And, you know, it was a couple, you know, a month ago or so where they were realized like they're not going to do the eighth grade walkout. They're not going to have their graduation and this kind of thing. And she tends to be the type of person who doesn't, she's not super affectionate. She doesn't show her emotions and she's always like, whatever, I don't even care. I don't care. So she's been that way the whole time. So today, right before we came here was her quote, eighth grade walkout, which in real life would have been like, they all go to the gym and then they just leave school and whatever. Um, Today it was a Zoom call, right? So they all log in and then they get to watch a video of their year of school. And these are kids, because she goes to a small private school, they're kids that have been together since they were in kindergarten. In Uh fact, even earlier, because they're all from Sonoma and they've known each other since they were in like music class at 18 years or 18 months old. Wow. So it's a very small class, right. very, very small class. So she go, she checks into her Zoom call and typically she doesn't want anything to do with me, but I kind of knocked on her door and I was like, can I just like see what's going on? And I walk in and she's bawling her oh. eyes out and I start looking at the video and I'm bawling my eyes out. And oh, man. I was so, I, I don't know if I was crying. I was crying a little bit because I was like, this really sucks that they don't get to do this in real life. But more because I was like, oh, my God, this is, I literally think, the first time in 14 years that she has had an emotional moment because of something emotional and not because of, like, she got hurt or, or whatever, right, a toddler right. tantrum. And I, there was, I was a little bit grateful. I was like, oh, I'm so sad for her, but I'm also so grateful that she's willing to be on this Zoom call with all of her classmates crying and watching this video. And it was so moving, and I was like, this is the best moment, hardest moment, and the best moment yeah. of the entire entire shutdown. Um, and I just, I just feel so bad for the kids. Like even the like right now, all the high schoolers who are graduating and like, yeah, they're probably never going to see each other again. Well, maybe not in Petaluma because it seems like everybody stays in fucking Petaluma. Yeah, everybody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty years of like, yep, yeah, I grew up in Petaluma. Yeah, my wife grew up here, so. Um, you know, uh, I remember one time we were out in front of the 7-Eleven and this guy, you know, that she hadn't seen in forever. He's like, Kelly, Kelly. And then, you know, Kelly Floyd. And, and, and then she saw, oh, hey, what's going on? She goes, this is my husband. And he's, he looked at me and goes, you married Kelly motherfucking Floyd? You married Kelly Floyd? Oh. And he was just, I was, I was like, ah. What does that mean? Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Because awesome. she was like the best. Yeah, and- she was awesome. <gasps> you know, she is awesome. but. Nice. I you know, do and I was love like, God damn. Oh, that's so funny. small town. Yeah, you know? I will say where I grew up. Um, most of the people I see them on Facebook, right? First of all, it's funny. I have a five year old. All of the people I went to high school with have grandkids that are five years old. Yeah. Um, but also they all stayed in the same town. Like I think there was, I, if there were five percent of us that left, I would be surprised. And I had a high school graduating class that so was a thousand kids, just the graduating class. So it's big. Um, 
I, but to, I can relate like, to that yeah. personally, you know, with people oh, in, LA, yeah. in East LA and stuff. And, you know, they still, you know, doing their same thing or living super close, you know, to where they grew up or, you know, I've had a couple of people, hey, you got out, man, you're the one that got out, you know, because I left, you know, yeah. I was like, I packed up my Volkswagen and I was like, I'm yeah. fucking out of here, man. I'm gonna. <laughs> it does. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit like wanderlusty, right? So I like the idea of getting away. It, it strikes me as bizarre for people to have not gone out. And I've been fortunate. I'd had an entire career before this in which I was traveling around the world for wow. work. So I was lucky. Um, but it seems very str- like I, in fact, I consider California more my home than Arizona because I've been here for so long, but it does seem very strange to me for people who haven't got out of their, um, like where they grew up. They're just like, there's still that there's so much world out there. Yeah, Even if you just went for a few years and then came back. That- See, I, I've been to Europe and, you know, um, you know, I haven't been, I'm East coast and, you know, but um, my whole thing is, oh, I just want to travel. I want to travel. And then when I'm finally traveling, so I just want to go home. You just home. go home. <laughs> you know, that's me. You no, know, that was just, me uh, too. Like I was, like I would do, but I traveled min- like probably for half the year every weekend. And sometimes it was international. Sometimes it was like just within the United States. But I remember weekends waking up in a hotel and not even, I like you wake up sometimes and you're still kind of groggy. And I'm like, I don't even know what city I'm in. I, I don't, I literally don't know what city I'm in. Oh, man. I will tell you also, I'm very good with directions, but for some reason, every time I go to Dallas, I can't fucking find my way around anywhere. So bizarre. I've been to Houston <laughs> and I don't know where I was. <laughs> Austin, I could kind of get my head around. But, Austin, yeah, that seems you know, like your kind of place. That's a cool spot. I Have you like, been to South by Southwest? No, no. I, I've been to Austin quite a few times for Tattoo Convention, annual Tattoo Convention. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. You know, but the downside is you're working all day. So when you get out at night, there's really, everything's closing down. Yep. So you're just like, oh, all right. So, yeah, same thing that was you happening know, to me. Um, it'd be cool to go on a vacation and actually not tattoo while I'm on vacation because that's a tattooer's vacation. Is yeah. that, I'm going to go on vacation. So what shop could I work at? You know, So, so you I did there. that with podcasting. It's so funny. I went to, I went to New York um, and now I'm actually doing some work. So it was good that I did it because now I'm actually doing some work with something and it was something going on in New York. But that's what I did. I went to New York. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I may as well like interview some people while I'm here. Sure. And I packed in the whole trip with interviews. And by the end of it, I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm just like, right. I just <laughs> want to go home and sleep in my own bed. <laughs> I didn't get that fake Rolex on Canal yeah. Street that I wanted. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, okay. Tell us the name of the new tattoo place. I'm looking at your shirt. Petaluma Tattoo. Petaluma Tattoo. And it's uh, 406 Petaluma Boulevard South. Okay. And cross the street from Pinkies and like Saxes and that whole area. You know what you should do? You should do a partnership with Pinkies where I don't know what it could be, but let's figure this out. Like, I don't know. Somebody comes in and you have pizza waiting. I don't know if you want to eat pizza while you're getting a tattoo or if there's some sort of sanitary. Mask, mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. That's right. You uh, know, I, I actually tattooed one of the girls that works at um, Pinkies and I've tattooed a couple of the girls that work over at Saxes and they were so stoked that we're opening. You know, oh, I want to yeah. come and get tattooed, you know, and I've done some really fine line stuff on them. So, you know, I great. think it's great. I'm super excited for you guys. I saw a photo. Was it Michael Woolsey who took the photo of you and Nick sitting on the front porch? It who was a guy named uh, Ramin. 
Oh, Ramin. Yeah, right. You know? he just, yep, he did some photos for for me here. Great photographer. Yeah, he's a really, really sweet guy. Yeah, really he uh, and it was just like, okay, you know, we we're wearing bandanas and stuff, and yeah, and there he's and then he's okay, take the bandana off for this one photo. And we're yeah, just like, that was a great, great photo. I don't know how. I guess I've seen it going around on Instagram. Maybe, Thanks. Yeah, but it, it's Nick good posted photo. it on his Instagram. Um, Nick wrote in tattoo, mm-hmm. and uh, I posted it on mine. My yeah. Instagram is a uh, gold hand at gold hand. Okay, I put all of this in the show notes. I'm super so excited that yeah, you're I'm here. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I feel like there was a tattoo question I didn't ask you though. I don't know what it was. I'm gonna follow up later, and I'm gonna find out about. I'm gonna actually. This is what I'm gonna do. The next tattoo I get, which I'm sure there's gonna be a waiting list of like a thousand people no, because we've been I'm, down. Your waiting, your wait time is like I mean, legit. I, I, four to six weeks out. Um, I know people that are booked years out, but really? I, I enjoy, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with having a four to six week out list yeah. because I don't want to have my life dictated to me by how many appointments I have and I can't do mm-hmm. this or can't do that because I have all these appointments. So I'm very comfortable with it, yeah. you know, four to six weeks, you know, and then, you know, max, you know, uh, maybe two months, but, yeah. um, you know, my next one, all I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a, like a. I'm gonna. I want an owl. Oh, cool! Um, and I have like a very, very vague idea of like an owl, like the cross section between an owl and a this and a that. And I'm gonna let you draw it out. This okay. will be fun. This will be like a, a cross a, section a, a, of an owl and a owl and like. I don't know if I want to say it online. I'll oh, okay. well, well, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be fun, and that, I think that's gonna be the last one, which is actually what I say every single time I come to see uh, like, you. Know, this is the last uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, you you know, and and yeah, you never. People always get tattooed. I mean, they, they always want more. And you know, I'm actually tattooed my wife during this quarantine. Um, I set up in the kitchen because I want my equipment at home. So yeah. we've been, you know, so I I tattooed one of the bird cages that I do. Yeah. Um, on her, and um, and it's healed up already. So we have to do a second sitting. But that was kind of weird to do it after a couple months. Yeah. You know, because the skin kind of fights back. I mean, I've been drawing and painting. But when you put the needle on the skin, I mean, there's a resistance there that you yeah. just have to kind of, you know, oh, it's, it's weird. It's yeah. rubbery. It's, uh, right. So it was like a couple lines in. I was like, oh. And this felt know, weird. And, it, and I was like, oh, I still got this. How <laughs> funny. Yeah. You got to use her as like practice material. The longest time I haven't never, uh, the longest period of time that I didn't tattoo was probably a week out of those before 30 years. This. Yes. So it was wow. two months before I tattooed her. Holy cow. Yeah. And it's like if if you haven't swam. Mm-hmm. In a year, and then you jump in a pool, and it you're just like, has that, oh, you just kind of, and then you kind of flail yeah. a little, but then you're all, oh, I could swim. Oh, that's what it felt like. Maybe that's what you should have done is reach out to the mortuary and see if there was a cadaver or any something stiffs, that you could any work. Any lucky on. stiffs out there? <laughs> I don't know if that was in poor taste, and if it was, and I really I, didn't I wouldn't, mean it. I'm yeah, so sorry. Kinda, that's horrible. <laughs> Oh, Greg, That's thank you so dark. much for being here. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to let you, you get back to your beautiful family. I got pizza to make. Oh, uh, yeah, sourdough. you got sourdough pizza to yeah. make. Oh, my God. All right, we're going straight to the music. <laughs> thank you. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.